Pickaxe. Winter's coming. Oh, yeah. it's a bit brass out there, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, it's been spectacularly warm today. It's been quite nice. Yeah. Is it? I feel like, I mean, I probably shouldn't be too happy about that. That's the the, the signs of the end times, isn't it? Oh, it's warming, it is, warming yeah. winter. Oh, no. What global warming? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's one. global warming. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Whoops. Oh, damn. Well, it was suitably chilly up here. Of course. It was. Of course. Yeah, yeah what global warming? <laughs> <laughs> it's cold in, in Newcastle. It's fine. Mm. It's we, had, um, we had Prince Charles in Newcastle the other day. Oh, and I know. Boris Johnson. Wait, both of them? Oh, my God. I don't wow. think they were on the same Boris trip. But, yeah, Boris was... Um, Boris has been in Newcastle for something recently. I don't know what it was. But then uh, Prince Charles went on the Metro. Because <laughs> I don't know if it was the anniversary of or, or something. Mm. But um, yeah, I think that par- was it. apparently the Queen opened the Metro back when it first was opened. And uh, he went on what was quoted as being the same carriage as the one she went on, which sounds about right that they've still got the same trains from, I don't know, 40 uh, years ago or whatever it is. Wouldn't be surprised. Oh. Yeah. God, imagine just some absolute raggies at like Gateshead Stadium seeing him roll in. <laughs> well, there were a few um, get off the Metro memes yeah. that people made. Yeah. Like the photo of Charles on the train and then they just like put a thing against the window of get off the Metro, which will mean nothing to about oh. 98% of our listeners. But You need to, oh, if you, it's, it's, it's like in, in parallel to Michael Jugson in kind mm. of Northeastern internet law is uh, a, yeah. Just search "get off the metro now." That's it. Get off the metro now. Yeah, it's urgent. You simply must. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a quality bit of northern culture. You really get to breathe it all in with that premium. Just seeing Prince Charles sitting on one of the horrible metro seats in the in the video <laughs> footage, I thought, like, did they get any special like anti piss chemical to prepare for his <laughs> no. arrival, or did they just let him, you know, live like the common people? I think legally they're not allowed to tamper with the seat that the Queen sat on. So no. maybe it's the same one just uncleaned for thirty years <laughs> yes. or however long it's been. Have you ever Still been got on the like... Queen's piss on it? Oh lovely. Oh, Queen Queen, do you ever, come on. Do you ever go on like a, a school trip as a kid? You get one of those like grotty old coaches with like the really mm. horrible seats. And if you slap you the hit seats, them and the dust comes yes, out. Oh, is that what you meant to say? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you slap them and all the skin comes out. Oh. <laughs> like 20 years of farts and skin like, just oh. yeah. pillow out. Oh, God. And they've all got so um, ashtrays on the back of the seat in front <laughs> yeah. of you as well. Just They're full filled of gum. with chewing gum. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Michael and I are just, we had the same bus, I think. Oh. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying it, but I also have been on that bus. Oh dear! Why are they all like that? You don't. don't you don't know. get buses like that anymore unless you go for like a private hire. No seatbelts either. Oh no! Yeah. Well, you don't need seatbelts. Nah. 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 Our buses have got USB buy. ports and everything. Jesus, I miss the That's good old crazy. days of Wi-Fi? dusty seats. <laughs> Sometimes you get a bus with a TV and a VHS player. <laughs> oh yeah. And you get to That's watch good. like a slightly grainy version of like a bug's life or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the the cool kids would just stand up. Yeah. Yes. Like, like mid journey and just like be stood in the aisle. Yeah. And there's Surf always that brave the kid who goes to like the pop up windows, the pop up at the front and the back, you know, in the, oh, in the roof. 
Ah. And they just stand up mid bus journey and they just go wham and just like slam it open and you see the bus driver glaring. Yeah. In the in the mirror. No, bus driver's not a job I think I could do. I, I don't know. I, I feel like no. one cry Certainly one screaming not a child. Bus no, no, fuck no. that. Fuck that job. Fuck it. Anyway, well, Prince Charles on the Metro. Yes. Mm. It's quite funny watching him come down the escalator really slowly, though, yeah. isn't it? No, he walked, didn't he? Did he? Oh, yeah, God, well, he maybe just... he visited more than one station. But I, I saw him. I, I kind of remember thinking at the time, like, "Oh, look at that! He's he's setting an example or something." I don't know. <laughs> he's probably been told, "Now, don't don't go down the escalator because that will look bad. You'll be memed. You'll be memed." I yeah. thought he was going to do the Mr. Bean thing where he just gets to the top and just doesn't realize he's <laughs> there for a while. <laughs> oh. Excellent. Well, should we start the podcast? Yeah. Go on then. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official Vidiots podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three R's, where everybody brings a A thing along to to talk talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. How you doing, guys? Doing great. Yeah, doing great. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. I'm doing absolutely bloody fantastic. Wow, great. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, July. No, I'm in constant pain, but it's, it's all <laughs> what good. What have you done? Uh, what have you done? Silly boy, silly boy. I was, go, as as I do, ro- rolling down the, the the nearest hill on my, on my skateboard. They see just, him rolling. They hate him. Oh, they man. Do. Do, people yeah. stop and they're like, wow, who's that rad man? And They're I, trying to catch you riding dirty, Michael. That's well, he problem. did. That's the problem. <laughs> yes, did I did dirty get ride. caught riding dirty. Yeah, mm. my wheels got caught riding dirty. I got flung like several feet into the air, oh. and I landed like with like I landed on my torso, but with my like a clenched fist. I got a clenched fist. Oh, that's not a very good, Dave. Impression. <laughs> Clenching your fists. There we go. Clenching Thank you. And I landed with my clenched fist on my rib and just. Oh, and then oh, you pu- you punched your own rib exactly. And then I, I, I was, and then because I'm a silly boy, I kept skateboarding. And I did the same fall t- two more times afterwards. Oh, a, two more times. <laughs> had a great fall twice, three I just times. Re- really want my ribs to be smashed to smithereens. <laughs> What's wrong with you, it's Johnson? just dust now. Mikey, we live on. We live on. It's all part of the fun, right? Not being able Is to it? sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, if you say so. Yeah, it's fun, Ben. It's fun. Is it? I keep telling myself yes. One day, oh, if you say right. so. <laughs> are you both That's doing? Are you both? Are you both? Are you? How are your ribs? Are you? Are you all intact? <laughs> Welcome to My, rib talk. Well, <laughs> what a fucking incredible beginning to this podcast, huh? What a high octane thrill ride. The oh. reason Mikey's asked that is because I've had bad ribs or a bad rib recently just from like moving rib. furniture. There you go. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh. Your ribs all right, Ben? Yeah. How are your ribs? Would it be? Would it make the conversation a bit more interesting if I said, uh, "I don't know." <gasps> put put a little bit of mystery. Oh, yeah, mystery maybe. ribs. Yeah. Does that improve things? Yeah, I think oh, so. that's, yeah. Tune yeah. in next week to find out. I don't know how my ribs are. You can't see them. How are you supposed to know? Exactly. Ask them. Go and ask. 
<laughs> won't ask if don't believe us. No, my ribs are fine. Nothing to report on the rib front. Good. But this is, for some reason, apparently a comedy podcast. And we will get to the jokes really soon. Hey, we've had some fun. I'm just pulling everyone's yeah. leg. We're all having a nice time. Just pulling your ribs. Um, if you <laughs> stop, oh. ow! If you would like to support this tomfoolery financially, you can do, and we super duper appreciate it. You're all wonderful people. You will join Pod Squad if you donate three pounds or more, and you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. You must go to streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations to do so. Mikey has the first set of names. We begin with Stukalicious, Mr. Black. Bartek hung curtains naked. Stephen Scordes, Chegg Munity, Degeneration Cheggs. Tom, is, wait, can, I assume that's a wrestling thing. That's wrestling. Degeneration oh. X. Oh, there we go. Hey, well done. Hmm. Tommy and Peter, the Wank Engines. Lord Brotovich, Dave Memorabilia Fund, Specky Becky, Momo Beans, Alan Claw, the head from Art Attack. And Mars Bar. Oh. Also, oh yeah, here we go. Plop time. <laughs> An egg up Cheggers' nethers. Bot squad. Caroline was Cheggers in drag. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, decaffeinate in my mouth. <laughs> Stroking Ben's hairy ball bag. Oh dear. Ah, can't think of a name. Bethins is Robin Jane now. Oh, there we Bethins. go. Hey. There we go. Hey, uh, the very generous Pooh who says that was the name all in one. They called the very generous Pooh who <laughs> nice says. Try. Uh, your Chris Real is beautiful. What? <laughs> oh, Chris Rea. Oh yeah, it's oh. a couple of capital I. I got oh, mixed up. Yeah, your Chris Rea is beautiful. Prince Beefcakes say sale. Uh, you know it's all about the coom and Adam Pachiti's racist father. Oh, lovely. <laughs> We've also got how X can I Y in this Z. Uh, the very generous Mr. Macker who said, fallen a bit behind on the podcast, boys, so have a little extra this week. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you, sir. Clock expert David BP. Scrambled confused duck. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your car has been crushed into a cube. Oh, no. Oh, it's all in the wrong order. No. (laughs) It's five donations in the wrong order. We read these in reverse just so everyone knows. We we copy them from the the back end of Streamlabs. So they're in, yeah, they're in chronological order by most recent. So let me try from the start. You have 30 minutes to move your car. You have 10 minutes. Your car has been impounded. Your car has been crushed into a cube. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Fantastic. Brilliant. That's long-term storytelling right there. (laughs) Brilliant stuff. Finn Tristam. Keith JPEG win. Very very good. good. And a very generous use code lab one who said, good day, gents, for context on my donation last fortnight, Game Pervs was a segment on PSR UK episode 12, the live one. Not at all surprised Ben doesn't remember as it was in 2012. (laughs) Keep up the stellar podcast. Big love from down under swarthy underscore mofo. It says I actually do remember that now. Okay, Um, that's a long. It's a long fucking time ago. 2012. God, nearly ten, 10, years ten years ago. Years. Nearly oh, 10 years ago. Oh, God. How does that make you feel? Old. <laughs> yeah. Old and sad. Oh, dear. <laughs> We're all, all getting older. Thank you, use code lab one. 
Much appreciated. And that Thank is you. your pod squad for this week. Streamlabs.com forward slash poddy. It's donations to donate for the shout out. Nice. At the beginning of the show. Yeah. Three pounds. <laughs> right. Perfect. Who's got questions? Peter's got, got questions. questions. Yeah. Go on, Peter, lay him on us. I've got a question here from Alex is queer at Call Me Alex on Twitter. What is one thing you would tell yourself if you went back to just before the first Vidiots video was released? <laughs> It's a good question, oh. Alex. Oh, thanks. Uh, don't do memory cards, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but my memory cards is probably our like longest living series in like the the minds of people yeah. across the globe. <laughs> yeah, people don't say bring back, you know, uh, piece it. of cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. maybe less of that. Hmm. I would either. I think there's two paths to go. You can either like give a piece of advice to perhaps make the channel more successful, although I really don't know what specific bit of advice could have been at all helpful. I feel like we were kind of doing, other than be boring and do lists, yeah. um, you know. Uh, so you could either try and give advice, or the other thing you could say is just, this is only going to last 12 months, so just enjoy yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what I'm erring on the side of is like, I don't think you can do anything to make this viable within a year's time. So fuck it, just have fun with it. Do some do some wild shit. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's all fine. <laughs> Numbers are meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> um I got a, a sort of a positive one and a negative one. The negative okay. one would be uh don't renew your lease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and the positive one would be start cooking sooner. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Make more cooking videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Peter's right. We've, uh, this is well, this is well trodden ground. It is. On yeah. Podiots by now. But we did everything we could. We had a very <laughs> limited amount of time to get something off the ground and we did extremely well. Uh, but it wasn't good enough, sadly. Uh, so there's not much we could, I could tell my past self, <clears throat> excuse me. Or any of us could tell ourselves to really course correct. I don't think. No, not with the not with the time limit of twelve months, which no one well, knew at the time. It was no nine one, months, wasn't it? Really? Well, my, yeah, you're right. No, but um, you know, even from the outset, it's not like anyone knew that it would be that length of time. But equally, mm. you know, I don't know. It just became apparent that, like, uh, okay, then maybe this isn't going to work. But uh, yeah, just enjoy it. We were on like oh. reasonable wages, except we were living in Bristol. So, you know, you spend yes. most of that on rent. Like it's, mm-hmm. we were on mm-hmm. very, a nice amount of money, but not that we were living in luxury. We were spending it all on the expensive property oh, in yeah. Bristol. I was, oh boy. To be clear, I was worse off in Bristol than I was in New York. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Less what, money. Where I was going with that was three times bristol wages is a lot of money mm, you know yes. and there were three of us on a bristol wage and f- from that perspective it was sort of never really going to work it was never going to start paying for itself in that kind of length of time no absolutely this, not that as a target to break even purely on our wages alone and that's not even considering the budget of like shows that we used to do you know like uh, that's 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 a wild amount of money to try and start for scraping together <laughs> Did you see how expensive channel. memory cards was? Yes. <laughs> the budget, and that my God. that episode we did on Spyro where we dressed up as a, as a fairy and in a, in a onesie and we picked up eggs. Well, that's what floor. I mean as well. Like we had all these ideas of like big budget stuff that we would like to do. 
but we just weren't able to do it because we thought, well, it's going to make the channel even less viable if we start yeah. specifying. Yeah, it's like, a hard sell, isn't a it? A grand on a video. Oh, no, for months we uh, wanted to buy an audio recorder for the podcast. I was like, oh, this is, is going to this is going to really set us back, isn't it? It was, yeah. in hindsight, without pointing any fingers whatsoever, doomed to fail yes. from the from the very beginning. So yes, I suppose, I suppose the the only real advice we could give ourselves was this isn't going to last so just have a, the nicest year but it's you possibly can yeah. under the circumstances yeah because oh, i don't think we ended up really having much fun <laughs> <laughs> i think i i the content i think is very fun and when oh, i look yeah, back on the stuff we made was fun the st- what we actually did in the office None of us were in a particularly brilliant spot that year. I don't want to speak for you, Mikey, but I I know I I didn't have a great time. Mm. Oh, no, I mean, that's the difference. It would be like, have have as much fun as you can kind of on the job because, Mm. yeah, the the content creation I thought was... (laughs) you know fantastic it was a lot of fun and, and then you go home and the void begins oh. <laughs> yeah the ground swallows you up oh, as soon oh. as it turns 5 p.m or whatever it was <laughs> i i look back i know this wasn't the question and we really have spiraled out haven't we i think we have but i think therapist people... could probably read into this <laughs> where this conversation is going. i think people find it interesting though yeah no I, th- yeah. I think you're right they do but um yeah, it's just, it was an interesting year where we got to do pretty much what we wanted, albeit, you know, with no real budget. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it was it was always going to end that way, I think. And it's yeah. just, I, I look back on that year fondly as I put more time between then and now. <laughs> yes, right, yes. Because I forget the... I, I start to forget the the less fun stuff. Mm. Yeah. And all I can look at is Michael nearly asphyxiating on his own laughter. When yeah, exactly. Like... Little Britain DVD <laughs> oh, game. Yeah. It's a bit like how things in, in history get erased because there's no record of it. Like, you know, there's no mm. record of, like, various pre-roman countries because the people who lived there didn't write anything down and it's that kind of thing where like yeah vidiots that's that's where we spent an entire year laughing isn't it isn't yes. it isn't <laughs> it because fun. there's no evidence to the contrary <laughs> yeah. apart from like a video where i say i'm going to be working remotely and a video where we say <laughs> peter's killed vidiots a video where the three of us say the channel will be you know winding down in three months time those are the only two little bits of evidence, really, that things aren't going well. <laughs> it's such a fascinating sort of year in, like, it's all there on the internet. There's just 12 months of videos that starts off slowly, ramps up to a lot of really weird shit, and then just slowly yeah. winds down. And then it's yeah. just podiots after that. And anyone at any time in the future, as long as YouTube exists, can go and just experience one yeah, year's worth that's of... That's the funny thing. Three idiots going kind of mad and then losing their jobs at the end of it. Yeah, people will tell us. Like, yeah, I discovered idiots and I've just watched the year's worth of content. I just, I've been slowly worked my way through it, and you know, now I'm at 
Now I'm at triple jump, or now I'm watching Mikey's, you know, Twitter content and stuff. You know, that's, if we yeah. literally are a TV show that got cancelled after the first season, though, yeah, that's our legacy. <laughs> All of us went through growth and change. Yeah, and you know, it really was. I know we say jokingly that it was sort of children's TV, but we can say cunt. <laughs> yes, but you know, d- d- ignoring the fact that. It's lots of different shows in lots of separate videos. It really was just sort of a, a season, season one of a variety show that never went anywhere. Yeah. Yes. But for yeah. some reason built an audience in that time. People who actually liked it, which was nice. I and sometimes who remember that. it fondly. When I see like a, a clip on Twitter of Dick and Dom in the bungalow, which the algorithm shows me whenever, <laughs> whenever there's a clip of Dick and Dom, it shows it to me. Uh, I sometimes think like in that show in those recordings they're in their like their mid-20s they're younger than we were and sometimes i watch that i'm like oh man imagine doing that in your 20s like just having that job and i do sort of think like all right the budget was very much different but vidiots Mm. you know we kind of had something like that with vidiots and that's something to be proud of and something to like look back on fondly and think you know like we were in our 20s and we had 12 months of like making genuinely entertaining content and i really Mm. like as well actually when you go back and watch a video, it's video seeing the the tell your friends clips at the beginning, yeah. like yeah. seeing all these different so people. So many of those. Yeah, yeah, we had so many we never used as well because we just mm. ran ran out of employment. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of time oh, to oops. make videos. Oops, no wage. <laughs> but you're seeing all the people that you know the content touched as well is is a nice thing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We so did good. People, that was so long ago now. Three entire years. And, oh mm. God! It just keeps I mean, getting I'm, further and further away. I'm 29 now. Peter's 29. So we were. Peter and I were sort of in our mid 20s. I think Mikey was slap bang in his mid 20s. Mm. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, that was my it's, first. Yeah, my first time. Like actually, like properly moving it, moving out as well. That was fun. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. Big big thing. Big thing. And you're still yeah. down there now. I'm still down. So I've stuck mm-hmm. around. You can't can't get rid of me. No. Oh. No, Peter and I ran away. <laughs> famously gave up and uh, <laughs> now we're up here well in hindsight I'm sorry to have started our comedy podcast with that topic but, uh, <laughs> well, I mean I've got a thing that could bring us right back up not that that was a sad conversation it wasn't but it's it's a, it's it's not a it wasn't a comedy conversation it was a more no, I suppose a frank forthright oh yeah this is how things were yeah. Francis conversation yes mm. yes uh, um, Go on then, Ben. Give thing? us a thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. It's is it the onion or is it real oh. time? I've got five news stories here. Some of them might be real. Some of them might be from satirical news website The Onion. It's up to you guys to decide which is real and which is fake. Are you ready? Oh, yes. boy, am I. I'm going to go headline by headline. First headline. Daniel Craig says he goes to gay bars to avoid fights at straight venues. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love just referring to places as straight venues. What is and isn't a straight venue in, <laughs> in the pantheon of places? Is Starbucks a straight venue? <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I've, I've got what I'll do is I'll go through all of them and then I'll cycle back through and then you can decide. Okay. Next one. Man waves down officer just to slap him in the face. Okay. Pizza Hut hits back after diner's complaint about its sexualized tomato sauce bottle. Oh my god. Okay. 
City Repairs Curb reported damaged 28 years ago, 16 <laughs> years earlier than scheduled. What? <laughs> My God. And finally, Good Samaritan who helped Stranger fix bicycle realised it was his own stolen bike. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so first up. Now, I, I should say one of these five I know... So, Mikey, you might want to go first on all of them. Okay, um, fair, yeah. Until we get to the one that I know, which may be number one or number five. I'm not saying. Okay, okay. Okay, so first up, Daniel Craig says he goes to gay bars to avoid fights at straight venues. I totally, totally see that as being completely true. I can just see someone, some drunked-up, corked-up idiot locking eyes with Daniel Craig in a dark club and just going over like, ah, he James Bond, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a, that's a scenario I can so entirely see. So I'm going to say that's a really a real one. Well, this is the one that I know. It's real. Hey, there we go. It is real. <laughs> oh. If you enjoyed straight venues, get ready for the subtitle. Bondstar <laughs> says he dislikes the aggression of hetero spaces and gay bars were a good place to meet women. Oh, fantastic. I don't know any of the others from this point on, just so you know. So we can. Imagine if you marketed a bar as a hetero only space. Hetero space. (laughs) Can you imagine the people in it? Good God. Oh, my my God. Yeah, gay gay bar's fine. Like, that that all makes sense. But as a hetero space is the funniest concept ever. It's just a bunch of gammons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where should yeah. we go tonight? Oh, could we go to the uh, the hetero-only space so that uh, we're not going to run into any gay people? <laughs> yeah, all right. Fine. If that's what you want. Yeah. Do us all a favour. Just corral yourself in the gammon bar. Just go Would you like any mi- I'm going to take you to a gammon bar. <laughs> gammon bar. Gammon bar. Would you yeah. like any mixer with your vodka? No, I like it straight. Mm. <laughs> oh, very good. Yes, <laughs> the yes. actor revealed he liked to frequent gay bars to avoid the aggressive dick swinging of hetero spaces, <laughs> which that is a great, sound very hetero. <laughs> <laughs> greatly ironic yeah, sounds, phrase. There. Sounds a bit gay, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I've been going to gay bars for as long as I can remember, Craig said on the podcast Lunch with Bruce, which is apparently a podcast. One of the reasons, because I don't get into fights in gay bars that often, which implies that he still gets into fights in gay bars. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, dear. Um, Yeah, anyway, there's that one. I'm just reading the article now because there's some brilliant quotes in there. It's just, yeah, ridiculous. Anyway, uh, next one. Man waves down officer just to slap him in the face. What is I the? Think, I think it could be an edited onion one here, or oh, I don't know. I'm going to say onion, but it's difficult. I can see it happening. I did read a, read a news article earlier of a, um, a terminally ill man who mooned a speed camera, and he was um, surprised when the police came to his house and arrested him for it. Oh god! Ah, <laughs> uh, but this this is a whole other kettle of fish. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's an onion. It's real. A Uchita Parish man has been accused of slapping a Monroe police officer unprovoked. According to an arrest report, it happened in the 1800 block of Gramont Street uh, on the night of October the 24th. Uh, A Monroe police officer said he was driving through when Troy Davis waved him down. The officer wrote that Davis approached the driver's side window, said, What's up, man? And then slapped the officer in the face. (laughs) Davis followed that up with, Fuck the police, as he began walking away, the officer Uh. reported. Wowie. 
Davis was promptly arrested and booked on a felony charge. So there we go. Unsurprisingly, fuck around and find out, and he found out. He just walked away, though. What an idiot. <laughs> Not great. Oh, Not great, no. Next one. Pizza Hut hits back after diners complaint about its sexualized tomato sauce bottle. Uh... I think this has got to be the onion and it's probably like almost like a meme that like that I'm unaware of that the the sauce bottle is a bit sexy and they've just <laughs> written an article about it. I'm going to I'm going to go with truth and say that maybe there was like a, a limited time promotion where maybe there's a new film coming out and they had had a bottle in the shape of like I don't know the main character or something it, was, oh, yeah, it came out a bit sexy or something. I, I want it to be real anyway just so I can see a picture of this bottle. This is real. Yes. Um, but it's far it's not what you will expect at all. Okay. Oh. Diner Adrian Shan complained last month about a tomato sauce bottle's wording he believed to be too sexual for the family-friendly restaurant. Oh. Here we go. Adrian yeah. Shan last month slammed Pizza Hut following a dining experience at its Hull England outlet where he likened its tomato sauce label to an app for swingers. Mr. What? Shan was unhappy what? with the bottle sticker, which read, shake, squeeze, and squirt. It's oh, not innocent in my on. eyes. The barbecue sauce one said squeeze, but the ketchup one said, said that. It put me off using it. It literally sounds like an app for swingers, the 31-year-old said. 31-year-old. The, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Let me send you a oh. photo. Do you want to see the, the sexy ketchup? Yeah, please. Copy image address. I'm going to need one of you to I'm, go I'm going to, to hetero dominoes. They don't have this kind of nonsense there. <laughs> a real hetero space. Doesn't yeah, that make I... you sick? Look at that tomato oh, bottle. Oh, God. Squirt. That's... <laughs> that is disgusting. I, Look, I know agree. squirt is a is a pornographic sexual term, but you really, there's you have to make a you real are... logical leap of logic there to, to yeah. make that a bad thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's yeah, a real leap. What an absolute! He slammed them on Twitter. I bet. I bet he did. All he did was bloody. He put a tweet up, didn't he? Oh God! What a what a gibbon! What well, a gibbon. he he becomes more gibbon like. Oh uh, no! <laughs> so, in an email raising his issue with the company, shared with Hull Daily Mail, Mister Shan asked for a full refund and demanded that Pizza Hut <laughs> rebrand its sexualized tomato sauce. Uh, he request he requested. A refund for the pizza, drinks, and chips he bought, claiming the sight of the sauce bot bottle turns my stomach. Um, there was oh a God. spokesperson for Pizza Hut who replied uh, and said, this has been the labelling of all ketchup bottles in our restaurants for some time now, and I can only apologise if this impacted the enjoyment of your meal. Uh, Mr. Shan was not satisfied with the explanation, however, <laughs> and has reportedly raised the matter with his local MP. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! The lengths people go to to get a free pizza. My god! Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Fucking madness. Next up, city repairs curb reported damaged twenty-eight years ago, sixteen years earlier than scheduled. Oh, um, I'm the fact that it's scheduled to be fixed in sixteen years. <laughs> Is what makes me question whether this is real. Uh, I'm going to say this has got to be the onion based yeah, on that. I'm going to go onion as well. I could pick something slightly less extreme I could see happening, but that time frame is way off, dude. It's another real one. What? 
what? We go to Canada now. Um, I'm just going to read you the the he- the sort of the subheader because it explains everything. Uh, target date had been set for 2037 to repair curb damaged by snow removal machine in 1993. What? How has that happened? Is that a typo? I don't know. That's real. <laughs> no, but I mean, have have they have they typoed it and said oh, this needs I don't to be? Know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's someone's last day and it's like, let's make like a big pile of work for whoever's here in 50 years' time. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin Hawley successfully gets curb repaired, but it took still took close to 28 years to complete the work. Wow. And it wasn't due amazing. for another 16. Look at that. Ridiculous. Getting shit done. Well done, Manitoba. Proud of you. But, mm. That's it. If you, if you set like a really, really far off deadline, you finish it early, it makes you look really good. So, that's like, true. Yeah. It's, it's like maybe had like a, an objective that year at work to deliver everything like. 50 cent quicker than before. So, well, I, I've done it. I've, I've delivered it with such a margin. My God. And you got a promotion. Yeah. He's, he's the so current celebrated. mayor can, when they're like running for a re-election, can say, I've done so much for for this area. Yep. I made sure that this road was fixed 16 years early. <laughs> uh, it's a way to really boost your campaign. Definitely. I'd vote for him. Uh, the last one, good Samaritan who helped stranger fix bicycle realised it was his own stolen bike. That seems like it could be real. Yeah, I'll say that's real. Well, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go opposite and say onion, just because I feel like no, when you get a bike stolen, like that that bike's ingrained in your mind forever. I feel like they'd know, but I could be wrong. So I'm gonna say onion. It's a clean sweep of real. Wowie, oh, what a it's week. a real one. Uh, Jordan Devlin, 64, stopped to repair the handlebars of the bicycle that Paul Harty, 46, had earlier taken from his shed in Glasgow's Drum Chapel on June the 18th, 2021. He's like, do you need a hand? I've got one of these. I know how to... <laughs> Mr. Devlin was able to identify the bike as his own mid-repair due to distinctive stickers and helmet attached to it. He then remarked, that's mine, before chasing the thief down the street. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, that's you got it back, though. That's been a good Samaritan tears off. He did. The guy got charged as well, so there we are. Oh, hey. um, he's right. been jailed for 15 months. Whoa. Apparently. So don't don't go stealing bicycles. Don't do it. Don't go Jason Waterfalls, either. <laughs> no. Don't go. Well, that's my thing. Oh, fantastic. What a week. Thank All real. Much. Unbelievable. Thank you. What a thing. What a thing. Uh, it's time for a question. This is from Tommy the Wank Engine at Triggly Sir Ride T, who says, uh, "You get to have one item from fiction to display on your mantelpiece. What do Ooh. you choose?" So I think we might have done, you know, things like what, what would you, you know, like, oh, I'd like to have Bernard's watch so I could freeze time. But no, 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 oh, no. no. Look, but don't touch. Put it on your mantelpiece. So what? What would you like just to own? Just to. Hmm put out there oh, oh man hmm. oh i really have to think about this one this is a good one as well from anywhere in fiction oh what would you have peter oh i mean even i'm not entirely sure uh there's so much there's so much scope you know if it was like video games it would narrow it down or if it was you know from movies narrow yeah. it down. but uh 
maybe maybe like a, a, a certain lightsaber or something, I you know, it. like a Star Wars lightsaber. I, but then I knew it. <laughs> you know, you can get replicas of those very easily, and it, I don't think it would make much difference to me whether it was the real one or not. So. Even then, I don't know if that is actually my answer. Mm, that's my concern uh, as well, is that anything I could that comes quickly to mind, you can quite easily buy replicas yeah. of anyway. <laughs> and I don't know if I want a functioning lightsaber or infinity gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. My <laughs> well, yeah, I thought you might say infinity gauntlet, but yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe something that is literally just... As an art piece, maybe I would have Mr. Bean's Whistler's Mother that he has at the end of the film. <laughs> oh, that's that a fantastic <laughs> shout. Yeah. That he's taken home, the one that he's drawn the face on. Oh, that, that is stupendous. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> hmm. Oh, my God. What about from its always, if I were to go the art route as well, maybe the... Maybe the original Hitler that was in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia of the oh, okay. <laughs> German Shepherd or whatever it was yes. that they have. Okay. Uh, the, yeah. the painting of the German Shepherd, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's it. But yeah, I'll I don't know. Going. I'm really stumped. I don't know what I don't know what I'd want. It is true. When you when I read the question, I was like, Oh, that's an interesting question. But you're right. Like when you suddenly when you think about it, you realise, well, if I wanted that, I, why don't I already have it? I, I could buy one of those now. <laughs> yeah. Ash Ketchum's Pokeball from Pokemon the Movie 2000. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Again, something I could buy relatively <laughs> inexpensively. But maybe it's got a real Pokemon in it. it well, yeah, I was going to say, maybe, maybe the thing is, it's like, it's not the prop that was used or a replica of it it's mm. it's the one and you can tell your friend tell your friends you can tell your friends <laughs> no no that's the real it's been pulled out of fiction mm. and it's there on my mantelpiece you can only view it from a certain angle because it's 2d yeah <laughs> yeah no it's like a video game to always facing the front one of those 2d oh, assets it follows you 3D around the world <laughs> yeah oh, that's great hmm Mikey, what would you like? I'm honestly, I am struggling here. I'm like scrolling through my film library as well, trying to figure out what I've got. My best so far, I would really like, this is going into just the prop territory, but uh, the bit of the cricket bat from uh, Shaun the Dead, like in its oh, yeah. condition. I would really love to have that hanging above the mantelpiece. That would look fantastic. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, that's I, cool. I have in the past made a replica of that very prop. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe just that. Don't have to be fancy. I just want, I just want a nice little baseball uh, cricket bat above my, above my fireplace. Mm-hmm. You can have your infinity stones and all that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a weapon. Well, you were playing with your infinity stones. <laughs> I, was I was admiring my killing zombies bat. with my cricket bat. <laughs> I would like the taxidermized remains of Marley from Marley and Me. Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The power to make anyone cry within five seconds of entering your house. I would like yeah. the untaxidermized remains of Marley from Marley and Me. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Gross. <laughs> well, I think we should have a thing with that image firmly in our minds. Yeah, think about that. You, you think about that. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, would you like to go first or second? I'm happy to go first. Okay, off you oh. go. If you stare into the abyss long enough, yeah. the abyss will stare back at you. No. 
or in this case, it'll fart back at you. Oh, hey. <laughs> Farts, we're back. <laughs> Have you ever considered what secrets your behind holds? Your bot bot could even hold the key to your future. Welcome to the world of rumpology, the art of bottom reading. <laughs> so, good. Uh, good. So I, I found out about this lovely art form uh, the other week. And so I'm going to give you a brief overview and just the art and the science behind rumpology, if you don't mind. Fantastic. So I would get like ready that. for lots of bum talk and bum pictures. Hey. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, rumpology is the art of reading the lines, crevices, dimples, warts, moles, and folds on a client's rump. Blimey. Think, <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a bum you've got there. There's a lot going it's on busy. With that. It's a busy bum. <laughs> with that bum there. <laughs> you, could, you could draw a lot from that arse. Think of it like palmistry. It serves the same purpose. It's just using a different part of the body to, to draw the information from, if you will. Hmm. The reader will tell the client a few things about themselves, and and then in return they'll be told what the future holds for them. Rumpology, as a term, was coined by the one and only Jackie Stallone, yes, mother of Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, <laughs> so right. This is coming from a pedigree. <laughs> she purports that it was practiced in the ancient times by the Babylonians, the Indians, the ancient Greeks, and the Romans. This is quite clearly some serious, serious business. I think Jackie just wants an excuse to look at people's bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you do get a look at some. Yeah, well, we'll get into we'll get into that because oh boy, there's a whole thing there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Supposedly, the act was mostly lost to the sands of time over the decades, but um, Jackie was one of the people who helped bring it back to the forefront. And now I'm doing the same as she did, and I'm helping spread the good word to a wider audience. Uh, so the, I'm going to read basically the entire homepage of her website because it's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's okay. Oh, I, cu- I couldn't I couldn't make it better myself. Rumpology is sometimes called butt reading in modern <laughs> parlance. It is the art of reading the lines, crevices, dimples, and folds of the buttocks to divine the individual's character and gain an understanding of what has occurred in the past and to get a prediction of the future. And I'm just about to send over a very historical image for you all to enjoy. <laughs> excellent. In- excellent. So that's... Okay, that. look at I- that. I've just sent over an example of an ancient, quote-unquote, rump print, uh, which is... <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we'll get into it. Ancient rump reading was done when the seeker covered his or her derriere with henna dye and sat on a medium, such as papyrus, to leave an impression. Much like a fingerprint, palm, or footprint, such prints are highly individ- individualistic, as no two people share the same markings. So, <laughs> Did so, yeah. they teach that in forensics? Let's <laughs> <laughs> you check into a police station. Can we get a rump print, please? <laughs> <laughs> they get the they get the rump books out, which are just pages and pages and pages of arse cheeks comparing. Oh, dear. Yeah, there's a lovely illustration on the website of a of a bum on a bit of henna. <laughs> I mean, not henna, a, a bit of papyrus. Mm. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Jackie. Jackie has discovered that the left cheek reveals a person's past and the right cheek reveals a person's future. The right, bu- the right buttocks represents the left cerebral hemisphere of the brain, while the left buttocks represents the right hemisphere, which is confusing, but apparently that's how it works. Similar to palmistry, and where the where the left palm re- represents the past, the right palm represents the future. 
A rump report from Jackie can tell you whether you are going ass backwards or eyes into the future. But there's even more. The crack. The glutal cleft, as it's officially called. <laughs> I didn't know that that was what it was called. It's great. <laughs> I've been asked many times about the glutal cleft. It is more <laughs> than... <laughs> it is Possibly more... the only person who's ever said that sincerely in the, in the human history. <laughs> Pop your cakes down. Uh, Let's have a look at your glutal cleft. Uh, my phone's off the hook. Everyone wants to know about their cleft. It's more than an advertising sign for plumbers, teens, and non-conformists, she writes. <laughs> it has real significance. No. It is a natural part of the human body and of vital importance. It represents the division between the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, the light and the darkness, between your past and your future. Which is quite poetic, I think. I've your noticed... past. Do you think she looks at the gluteal cleft and says, Ah, I see you've had a shit recently. <laughs> <laughs> that's all she can read from it whether you've shit recently oh dear my oh god I've noticed in my years of rumpology reading that it often has characteristics of personality this is I think my favourite bit of the whole thing many bankers clefts are very short <laughs> while lawyers are very long oh <laughs> so lawyers have long asses apparently Truth that's good <laughs> oh god it can also vary in width with politicians seemingly extra wide and cops notoriously narrow <laughs> she is just this is just such bullshit <laughs> it's amazing oh, uh, gosh. she finishes the home page with have you had a look in the mirror to, mirror recently at yours <laughs> oh my god uh, but wait there is more there is more so, I've, sadly, uh, Jackie did die a couple of years ago, so this service is no longer on offer. But um, wow. for a period of time, you too could have had your rump read. Well, you could have had you could have showed off your bum to a kind of famous lady for just a mere six hundred dollars. Oh boy! And for that, that's a full reading of dollars. Yeah. Well, that's that's the deluxe package. Um, if you right. if you if you on a on a on a budget, um, you can pay just to have one of the cheeks done. Or just the cleft done. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like if you're going to get your, bu your bum red, you go all in on that. You don't half arse it. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, very good. Oh, very oh, good. Oh. Nice. You've got to read both sides, obviously. Otherwise, what would be the point, huh? You'd get yeah, an incomplete yeah. reading. Does Jackie <laughs> yeah, exactly. have to? Well, I mean, she doesn't offer it anymore. But when she's only doing one cheek, does she have to sort of shut her eyes a little bit, make sure she doesn't <laughs> look at the other one? <laughs> yeah, she's not. Yeah, maybe, maybe like she makes gets you go, makes you go onto the uh, office scanner, but only do the left cheek. Maybe. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. She claimed to predict the outcome of the presidential elections and Oscar awards by reading the bottoms of her two pet Doberman pinchers. No, so th this isn't this isn't this isn't a delegate just a just a human arses. She also reads the arses of dogs. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a good thought, isn't it? <laughs> and those uh, dogs' arses had the result of the presidential election on them. Uh, uh, I found an article from 2001 about the matter. Uh, but Jackie also specialises in canine consultations. Just this week, in fact, Jackie told the New York Post that her two Dobermans apparently forecast the George W. Bush presidency, also predicting that Chocolat, the film, will take the Oscar for Best Picture. Uh, newsflash, it didn't take Best Picture. Oh, no. <laughs> Weird. But... 
The Pooches are also reportedly predicting that Steven Soderbergh, Julia Roberts, Kate Hudson, and Russell Crowe will all win Oscars this year. And she was right for everyone except for Kate Hudson. So it's like, mm. that's kind of like a 50-50 success ratio, about the same as guessing. So mm. why yeah. not? That's One the, cheek the, is better <laughs> than the other, perhaps. Yeah. It's clearly Doing true. Uh, however... Mama, D- Mama Stallone's dogs say a certain castaway is barking up the wrong tree. If he thinks he's going to take home a hefty gold souvenir, Tom Hanks is not going to get it this year, Jackie predicts. And the dogs were right once again. Hanks didn't walk away with an Oscar that year. Yeah. Um, we get to the point where now I really just want to... Sh- I mean, I'm going to show you the website, in particular the uh, examples page. <laughs> so... <laughs> Get ready. I'm not going to put any of this on the Twitter thread um, because for obvious reasons. But if you scroll down, you get there's on a website. She's got a few example bums for um, you at home to look at. Okay, okay. okay. And it's it's harrowing scrolling down this gallery of asses. Uh, where about I don't really looking? know. Example. If you go on, yeah, I can't and scroll. Sc- oh can't. God! Yeah, I see him. Oh, you got to scroll on the He's... right. Okay, yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah, and they just keep going. And so the, in here, there's like six, seven different arses, and they all have different captions of, you know, who they portray, like a Hollywood gigolo. Oh, you don't think Jewish a male princess. action hero movie star is her son, do you? <laughs> I really hope not, because that's the oh, worst one. <laughs> oh, God, that's, that's like, that's, a, that's an image you see before you die. That's a really Jewish not princess, good. a Fortune 500 CEO. Just loads of bombs. Why? <laughs> I am. Hmm, I'm not gonna reverse image search any of these asses for obvious reasons. But I have a sneaking suspicion that if I did, I would find it n- yes. numerous places around the internet. Oh dear! Imagine if you sent in your your ass to Jackie, and like a couple of months later, you go on the website and find it just displayed on the website for everyone to see. Oh, that'd be so humiliating, wouldn't it? Yeah. But my favorite bit of this is like mostly they're all just kind of naked bums. But um, there's one for a male gold digger, which I th- is got like a dollar sign photoshopped onto it. Maybe, maybe is like to pretend that it's a tattoo or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite clearly just been superimposed on. But yeah, there's a lot of hairy bot bots in there. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Sadly, the website's not up. But um, if you go to jacquelinestallone.com on the, the Wayback Machine. You'll get you'll get a lovely tour of this website, and yep. it's 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 a real treat. I highly recommend it. And wow. you too can turn around f- feeling scared, going, "No, mum, it's a podcast thing I was listening to." Mum, <laughs> mum, shut the door. Don't come in. No, mum, don't come in. It's for a video. It's rumpology, <laughs> mum. No, mum, it's just it's Jackie Stallone, mum. <laughs> It's fine. Son of Sylvester. It's, she's, she couldn't do any wrong, right? Son yeah. of Sylvester, did you just say? Sorry. Wow. I really... Wow. Mother of Sylvester. I did a proper mm. whoopsie there. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my little foray into the world of rumpology. It's wow. Thank you. Absolutely Incredible. amazing. Thank you, Michael. I, 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 I really wanted to like try and find like an actual guide on how to read a rump. Hoping there'd be some guidance, but obviously much like palm reading it's fucking fucking, you make it up on the spot with what you know about the client oh actually wait no we're not done yet i'm just remembering one sentence which actually does give a little bit of insight into the practice uh hold on yeah so there was um so jackie wasn't the only rumpologist there was a german blind 
rumpologist named Ulf Buck, um, he said that an apple-shaped muscular bottom indicates someone who is charismatic, dynamic, very confident, and often creative, a person who enjoys life. And a pear-shaped bottom suggests someone very steadfast, patient, and down-to-earth. And yeah, so so that's I mean that's about as much as um, is publicly available on how to read an arse. So wow, t- do with that as you wish. Wonder how you do you think we can? Train. I mean, you talk about reverse image search, Ben. Do you think there's a way? I mean, Dave Benson Phillips, and I quote, <laughs> says a lot of famous asses have sat on this toilet oh, seat. Man. Do you think there's some kind of fingerprinting method we can do? Carbon dating, carbon some carbon dating. dating, and get uh, the the fortunes <laughs> of some. <laughs> famous people we don't know who but we might be able to work it out well, I was, maybe well maybe i'll find i think there's still a few rumpologists around and oh god this is weird but we do have that picture of dave's art dave's ass from that time we did it near me uh there's oh, a video on the website. of a rumpologist reading kim kardashian's bottom oh look at that oh psychic mm. sam the UK's only rumpologist. The UK's only. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah. Psychic Sam. Clairvoyant Psychic Sam has found nationwide fame as the UK's only rumpologist, which means she can take readings from pe- from people's rear ends. How much is it, do you think? Should we find out? Yeah, I'm I'm on a website right now trying to figure that out. I, I might email to... her and ask. Yeah, I think you should. If someone yeah. needs a bum reading, it's you, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I really want to see. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I'll send an email and I'll let you know how I get on with that. There's some real occupational hazards being a bum reader for people for certain people. You know, Mikey's bum reader really needs to take some precautions. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of accidental uh, farts in rumpology. Yeah. yeah, it's all part of it, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh dear! Sure. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> That's all Thank right. you, Michael. It was fascinating. Absolutely. Fascinating. 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 Right, we've got a question here from um, from Darius Owen Canning, at Darius Canning, who says, What dinner do you miss from living with your parents? Is there some recipe or dish they made you that you just can't replicate? Just never quite as good as mama? Thank you, Darius. Nice. Um, I mean, everyone, I was saying today, actually, at the office, that everyone's mums make the best roast potatoes. Yes, they do. Don't they? Um, You know, it doesn't matter. I've asked my mum how she makes roast potatoes. It doesn't matter if I follow it to the letter. It's not the same. No. Is that mother's touch? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I would say roast dinner. That wasn't mm. so obvious because I haven't had a roast dinner since Christmas dinner last year. Oh, no, really? Man. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't make them for myself and didn't get well, to no, see family I, but... for most of this year. And even now, it's not that well, often. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I sometimes get to have a roast dinner when I do visit home mm. and don't have to wait for Christmas. But um, and actually, we have made roast dinner once or twice here. But you know, I know from when I lived alone. You would not make a roast dinner for one person. Fuck, yeah. Fucking millennials, am I right? Killing yeah. killing roast dinners because they can't be With asked. their avocado toast. Because <laughs> we don't have three hours on a Sunday to prepare everything. Because we're too busy working 12 jobs. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dickheads. 
and not being able to buy portions for one person. <laughs> yeah, That's always a pain in the ass, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could walk into a Toby Carvery tomorrow and have a roast dinner. Yeah. But even so. <laughs> but it wouldn't be as good as Mama's. Wouldn't be as good yeah. as Mama's. Um, I've got one, actually. It's a... Um, my mum used to make it quite a lot when I lived at home. It was like a prawn curry with uh, with spinach and it was really good really nice we used to have it quite often and um, it's making my mouth water just thinking about it it's nice my mum does a good prawn curry as well it's like a Thai curry yeah yeah something I mean don't get me wrong if my mum were to give me the recipe I would never make it but I do miss it yeah And in a similar vein, I mean, this is something I could very, very easily make myself, but mince and dumplings, Ooh. it's, it's oh, yeah. just not, not in my repertoire of dishes I make, but it's, I mean, it's easy as hell to make. It's just mince in a sauce with um, dumpling dough, cook it up for a little while, bam, that's it. That's, that's all it is. But I've just never bothered to make it since moving out. And oh, I think about it quite often as well. Nice. Sometimes it's just, I think it tastes nicer if someone's made it for you as well. Like, I know some people say, oh, it tastes nicer if you make it yourself because, you know, you've got the satisfaction. But like, there's something, when I make a steak for my, when I cook a steak for myself, it's just like, it's, it's nice, it's fine. And that doesn't happen very often, I hasten to add. I'm not buying steak every when week. When it's steak but, day. Um, <laughs> when it's steak day. Every other day is steak day in this house. But, you know, on the odd occasion, I might, you know, it might be on offer or something, I have a steak. I don't think it's as good as how my mum does it, but all she does is like put it in a pan the same as me and maybe puts a bit of you know pepper on it or whatever. But sometimes it's nicer just to like, you know, be at home at your parents' kitchen table and, you know, she says, here you go, made, made this for you. And, oh, mum, you don't have to do that. Thanks very much. And you eat that. And it's just nicer than the one that I made at home the same way. Um, yeah no i totally agree as someone who makes all of his own meals it's nowhere near as exciting or enjoyable i i was recently at uh my grandparents house and there was oven pizza made and it was you know it was just oven pizza but it's mm. so much nicer than any pizza i've had recently <laughs> yeah <laughs> the best pizza i've ever had it was incredible you just th- free of the worry of the cleanup afterwards yeah it Not, just I, arrives I, the food brought to you what a what a revelation mm. I'm realizing yeah. now that my entire diet, I've like tailored my diet so that there's as little washing up as possible afterwards. So pretty yeah. much all my dishes, dishes are made in one pot of pan and that's it. <laughs> so I just kind of dump everything in there, make it work and bam, there we go. Wow. I'm really depriving myself of some wonderful things here because of my laziness. Oh. Well, we'll be doing that next year. Like one of the things that Amy wants for Christmas is this book about, it's just like you get one of those big ceramic roasting tins and it's just a whole book of recipes of stuff where you just put everything in the tin and put it in the oven. And because we also don't want to wash up. Yeah, so screw that. that's what we're going to do. Lovely. Um, yeah. I'll have to steal some recipes from that. I've never, never tried like a one roast, a one dish roast. That sounds yeah. so fine. I mean, it's not all like roast dinner, but it's like roasted, you know, roasted veg and like, oh, you know. Roasted everything is good. Yeah. Just mm. like sausages. Or, oh, sausages. Know. Yeah. Fucking love those. Little chicken fillets. Chicken fillets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Roast those too. Oh, Put those in there. Come on. Good. Yeah. Is, there, is there a thing in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a thing. Got a thing, nice roasted, stick it all mm. in the pan. Oh, roasted, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Minimal cleanup. 
<laughs> I've got a book here that I've been wanting to read excerpts from for some time in that whenever Mikey tells us a story about a weird historical character, I'm like, oh yeah, I've got a book of, of some weird historical characters that I should I should really bring along to talk about at some point. <laughs> this is a book called Queer Folk. Um, yes. It was published, it was published in... Uh, 1977. Okay, so right. You can get get an idea of what it means by queer folk in that sense. Um, it's the little subheading underneath: a comicality of Yorkshire characters. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> so it's really just a book about the phrase "there's nout so queer as folk," which I assume you guys have heard, but not maybe our international audience may not have done. It's new uh, to me. Oh, okay. Well, it's a uh, it's a, I guess, a northern phrase, given that the word nout is in there, which means nothing. <laughs> yes. It means that it just means it takes all sorts, you know. Um, just means people are weird, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Um, gotcha. This book is by Maurice Colbeck. And as I say, it was published in 1977. One character here I'm going to read to you about um, is under the, the little subtitle A Dropout for Love. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Going to learn all about an eccentric character. One of the most eccentric individuals that ever lived. So wrote a 19th century pamphleteer of William Sharp, who lived, if indeed lived is the word, on a farm in the parish of Keithley until his death in 1856 at the age of 79. He had spent the preceding 50 years in bed after a disappointment in love. Oh my God. Oh, wow. During much of his self-imposed incarceration, he rarely said a sensible word or spoke a coherent sentence. But just before his death, he uttered five words which surely summarise his pathetic story. Poor Bill. Poor Bill Sharp. And then he died. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Jesus, Bill. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry. Plenty more fish in... I guess maybe the, the saying plenty more fish in the sea wasn't invented back then, so he just... Maybe not. In 18... He just thought, fuck it, that's it. That's it. <laughs> He was the son of a small farmer, apparently, <laughs> and worsted manufacturer who was himself a singular character. It's a bit, as I say, written in the 70s, a bit hard to read sometimes. He lived at the strangely named Worlds, one of two farms, the other one was called Sheep Holes, bought from the profits of his business. Worlds was set on a hill a mile and a half above above Keithley with a view of Rombald's Moor rising beyond. An avenue of trees shadowed the lane which was the only approach to this house that must have struck a chill in the heart of anyone curious enough to approach it, as indeed many were to be. William's father, perhaps because he was miserly, was one uh, was was far from poor and so fair game for those less affluent. Old Three Laps, they called him, because when his tailor complained that the cloth Sharp had given him to make a suit would not run the usual four coat tails, he stammered characteristically, well, m m mark it with three laps or anyway. I don't know what, I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. uh, and poor Bill, his son, though he may have done nothing to deserve it, inherited the nickname along with some of his father's other strange habits, which included peeping from behind walls at visitors to the house while out shooting over his grounds as if he feared to be seen and involved in the expense of entertaining. 
Uh, but here we go. This is where we, we learn the love story. Young Bill, too, was fond of shooting until he found an even greater pleasure in the person of Mary Smith, who lived at Bottoms Farm in the neighbouring <laughs> valley of Newsholm Dean. Yeah, I wonder if did. you could read the fortune with a bit of rumpology of Bottoms <laughs> Farm, possibly. Uh, Mary and Bill were soon courting strong, and when the result of their attachment arrived in the form of a son, it was decided that the sooner they married, the better. In fact, they would have been married long before, if only old Three Laps had made up his mind to give Bill what Mary's father considered a decent marriage settlement. As it was, the two men met again and again to discuss the arrangements, and always the girl's father found himself frustrated by the stinginess of Three Laps, as the latter's tailor had been. Perhaps the baby was meant by the couple to force Bill's father's hand. If so, they were disappointed. Nothing, not even the arrival of a grandchild, it seemed, could soften the heart of Three Laps. But perhaps Mary's father deserves some share of the blame. He could be stubborn too, and at last his patience wore out. Uh, and he vowed that Mary should never marry the son of such a skinflint. Poor Mary, it says. Somehow she could not bring herself to break the news to Bill, or perhaps she did and he just couldn't accept it. At any rate, at Keithley Parish Church, on the day appointed, he waited for his bride in vain. Oh, no. Oh, Bill. When he at last realised that Mary would never come to marry him, he returned home and soon after went to bed for good. In a ground floor room at the back of the house, a mere nine feet square and paved with damp flags, he was to lie for almost 50 years. The fire smoked so badly that it could hardly ever be lit. And here, with a useless clock for company, Bill passed his days never speaking and hiding beneath the bedclothes from those who intruded on his misery. Oh, I'm sorry, but what a wet wipe. Get over it. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not having that. Get out Plenty there, Bill. Yorkshire grit, man. I know. How are you? yourself a Yorkshire. How are you? No doubt his father thought that a few days of self-imposed solitude would cure him. It didn't. Bill had gone to bed, and there he would stay. A, quote, dropout for love. If ever a man earned fame the easy way, it was Bill Sharp. Courting couples out for a walk would visit World's Farm just for a peep at him. And if they were well-behaved and civil, the woman appointed as his keeper would persuade Bill, by coaxing him and patting him on the back as if he were a pet dog, to emerge from beneath the sheets and show himself to his admirers. I see. He was a curiosity. Oh, God. He was, yeah. It's not the only person in this book who ends up like that. Um, Yeah, it's strange. Visitors not favoured enough to be admitted would quietly walk to the rear of the house and peer cautiously through the tiny square window, which was his only source of light and which was never opened in nearly 40 years. Unless he saw them and darted immediately beneath the bedclothes, they might catch him at his favourite occupation, shooting with an imaginary gun at the peewits circling above the moor. Oh my god! (laughs) He's not well, is he? He's he's not. I mean, really, yeah, really, if you just consider it like that he's just a mentally ill man which is unfortunate because back then they they just thought well we'll let the courting couples come and have a look at him i suppose let's have a peep at the man who does nothing but stay in bed isn't that interesting yeah people must really go out of the way to see this as well it's like three people came from like walk a half an hour right let's go this is a big sunday walk the bed man yeah, let's go, let's go see him. the sad sad man shooting the birds with his ghost gun <laughs> 
Years passed. The couples who had peeped at him while out courting eventually married themselves. Their children grew up, and they too, while taking the air, would visit worlds for a glimpse of three laps, now white-headed and white-bearded, and with a leg permanently bent through his habit of lying with one knee raised. Otherwise, he appeared to be as healthy as his appetite, for though unrequited love may have sent Bill to bed, it never made him pine. As an earlier writer said, his mind, manners, and feelings seemed to disappear altogether, while his stomach seemed to acquire additional strength. (laughs) Not until five days before Bill's death did did his appetite fail. A certain numbness appeared in his limbs, but even then, though he was now 79 years old, those closest to him could not believe that the end was near, and their confidence increased when Bill, almost as if he could think of something to live for, rallied. Then, suddenly, the night before his death, he weakened. At four in the morning on March March the 3rd, 1856, sorry, he said, Poor Bill, poor Bill Sharp, and died. Did he, in these last moments, regret the waste of nearly 50 years in bed, or was the utterance simply provoked by the same self-pity that had kept him there, says the author. (laughs) Oh, dear me. They buried Bill four days later at Keithley before a crowd which thronged both church and graveyard. Because of his size and his bent leg, his coffin was an oak chest two feet four inches deep. With Bill inside, it weighed about 480 pounds, and eight men were needed to lower it with ropes into the grave. Poor Bill indeed. A comic figure to his contemporaries, he would no doubt be seen today as a victim of reactive depression. Oh, so the book does say. Um, what did he think of? Uh, what did he think of as he lay in his moorland prison, listening to the wind and the rain beating on his little window? And what did his lost love, Mary, think of him? That we shall never know. So he went into self-imposed exile when he was 29. Mm -hmm. That's mad. And lived there until he was 79. Never came out apart from to shoot the invisible beasties. (laughs) Well, he did that from his bed. Oh, okay. So he didn't even do that. No, he just (laughs) would get his invisible gun and point it out the window uh, by his bed and say bang or not say bang because he didn't speak. We laugh, but what else are you going to do in the 1800s when you're bed-bound? Like, at some point, you're going to make up some games to play yourself. Why not shoot some invisible things? Yeah. Oh, dear. Wow, that's quite harrowing, actually. Jesus. It is. I mean, this book is... It's usually these kind of wild eccentrics who... A lot of them were very wealthy. You know, they, they had, like, stately homes, and they had, like cheaters on their land and there was like a guy who went out to india and wrestled a python and stuff but that was like one of the shorter ones um and i'm only thinking i might have to like come up with a slightly abridged version of some future ones if i bring any more of these people like there's some really interesting characters in here that are probably slightly less depressing stories (laughs) but um yeah they're they're just uh some of them are quite quite beefy and i didn't want to go on for too long so that was uh, a shorter oh, one. That I'm a big was... fan. I absolutely adore wow. this. This is, this yeah, is good that was fun. Really interesting. Thank you, Peter. You're welcome. Um, poor Bill. Poor, poor Bill. Bill. Poor Bill. Poor <laughs> Bill. Uh, That's it. We we did it. We did, did it. it. Yeah. We did um, the podiots. Thank you for the questions, Peter. You're welcome. Thank you for answering. Very much. And thank you to everybody else as well for submitting the questions. 
Would you guys uh, like to know what happened on Vidiots three years ago this next fortnight? Yes, Ooh, please. Yes, please. Well... I'm not ready. So why don't we talk about Pod Squad? If you go to streamlabs.com forward slash poddy, it's donations and donate three pounds or more. You can get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. We'll super duper appreciate it. Mikey is going to kick us off right now. Stukalicious, Mr. Black. Bartek hung curtains naked. Steven Scudez, Chegmunity, D-Generation Chegs, Tommy and Peter, the Wank Engines. Lord Brotovich, Dave Memorabilia Fund, Specky Becky, Momo Beans, Alan Claw, The Head from Art Attack, and Mars Bar. Also, oh yeah, here we go, plop time. An egg up Cheggers' nethers. Bot Squad, Caroline was Cheggers in drag. Decaffeinating my mouth, stroking Ben's hairy ball bag. Ah, I can't think of a name. Bethins is Robin Jane now. A very generous poo who says, uh, Your Chris Rhea is beautiful. Prince Beefcakes. Sal, you know it's all about the coom. And Adam Pacitti's racist father. And we also have How X Can I Y in This Z. The very generous Mr. Macker. Thank you so much. Clock expert David BP. Scrambled confused duck. You have. Oh God, here we go again. Uh, you have 30 minutes to move your car, you have 10 minutes, your car has been impounded, your car has been crushed into a cube, you have 30 minutes to move your cube. Finn Tristam, Keith J. Pegwin, and the equally very generous use code lab one thank you very much to all of you that's your pod squad for this week once again three pounds or more for a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations. I'm ready now. Stay what awesome. came out. Uh, of course, we, we've got uh, the same day this episode releases. Worst games ever, Miami Vice. I'm in trouble, Tubbs. Uh, Poddy, it's episode 21, Honey Linears. Remember that? Oh, I do. Talking yeah. about the Honey Linears. Mm-hmm. We split the sausage. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, we on. didn't split the sausage that quick, did we? This is we're in November, bud. Oh, we are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I, I was shocked by that. I was like, oh wait, yeah, it's. I moved out of Bristol at the end of November. Yeah, this is. The I end thought we times. didn't. When did we? When did we publish the video saying videos is changing? I thought uh, that was like that was a little bit before. Third of November. We've already had the it? penultimate tap. Videos is changing was November the third. Oh, God, I've, we didn't keep... even really get a full year out of it, did we? Because January nope. we didn't do anything. <laughs> no, nope. I always imagine videos is changing coming out like late summer or like well kind of mid-autumn maybe not late summer but uh i always forget it's it's that late i think yeah we we did split the sausage very yeah that's the (laughs) thing we knew a lot sooner um yeah we knew like how to communicate it we tried our best to spin it in (laughs) like the most positive light possible which didn't work (laughs) so there we are (laughs) worst games ever the legend of spyro the eternal night oh yeah uh, the infamous Vidiots Live Twitch stream Fallout 76 disaster, where we streamed the main menu, and oh, yeah. we were for quite a while the most viewed Fallout 76 stream on Twitch because the servers were down and everyone else was trying to get in, and we were apparently streaming it. Um, yeah, that's that's I, at the time I didn't really know much about Twitch, and like someone in the office came over like, yeah, you had like thousands of views. I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I didn't it was really like, weird. Yeah, I didn't realize how big a lobby. deal that was at the time. 
We were just well drinking done, and answering two. questions, weren't we? Oh. That was it. Yeah. Oh. The Red Dead Redemption 2 Horse Cliff Diving Challenge for Piece of Cake. <laughs> That was a pretty brutal one, wasn't it? It was. My mum didn't like that one. <laughs> Did she not? Oh, no. no. How, how weird. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. We did a video about that. Eevee seems interested in your mom. You remember the meme? Yeah. That was fun, wasn't it? Didn't we all enjoy that? Mm-hmm. Um, and buh, 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 buh. finally, worst games ever, Biker Mice from Mars. That was the final. That was where we, that, probably the worst emulator issues we've ever had. In a oh, really? oh yeah with the weird like kind of imprinted shapes yeah, yeah it, was odd. it wasn't good uh i tell you what the next couple of episodes are going to be really sad because it's just going to be <laughs> it's just going to be like three just occasional videos. worst games <laughs> yeah, ever yeah that's it we're really winding down now i mean it's tweet us at vidiots official which i will promote properly in a second if you would like us to from february or where whenever we started just do it again. Just go through yeah, the I year. Yeah, I think we should just go around again forever. Uh, because I don't think we started right at the beginning of the year last time. Yeah, when way. did you start? No, but even if we did, we should just always do this. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll make it a habit. I should really just print out a screenshot or something and just... That would be way easier. Anyway, there we go. Um, There's a store, isn't there, Michael? There's a store? There's a, there is a store, and in that store is some lovely, lovely Vidiots merch. We've got Ooh. we've got hoodie, we've got mug, we've we've got two mugs, and we've got shirts. What an absolute bounty! And uh, that's it because we don't have a discount code anymore. <laughs> well, discount codes don't exist anymore on the website. Oh, they gone? Oh, yeah. So it's a blanket new thing. So. Um, if you want to get some money off, you've got to keep your eye on the Yogg's Twitter now, where occasionally they'll do like big special discounts across the site, like free shipping internationally and all that good stuff. So it probably works out a bit better if you find it at the right time, but sadly, no longer do we have a code. So, uh, oh. cool. That <laughs> It feels weird ending this without saying, and use code VIDIOT to check out. I mean, you can probably try it. Might still work. Yeah, wouldn't surprise <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, it probably will work. You never know. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all dot com forward slash vidiots official. We also have twitch.tv forward slash vidiots official. We've done Streamlabs. We've done what's on vidiots this week. Mikey, where are you on the internet? At Paraboy on Twitter is the best way to find me. That's where I put all of my gubbins um, and at Paraboy on Twitch. Okay, I haven't streamed in months, but as as the winter nights start getting dark and the weather starts getting worse, I anticipate I will be streaming again some point soon. Sorry for the hiatus, everybody. Things happen. Things do happen. And Things Peter, where, happen. Where, where are we? Uh, we are over at Team Triple Jump on YouTube and Twitch, where we're putting out all kinds of content. Rules Boss is over there. Remember that guy? He's still hanging out. Remember him? Um, We're also individually on social media at Confused underscore Dude and at that Peter... I nearly forgot. That Peter Austin (laughs) on Twitter. Fantastic. Why not leave us an iTunes review or or a... Oh, my mouth. What is happening? Or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. If you give us five stars, I mean, that's really the only rating that matters. Yeah. Uh, So do that. Thanks. Yeah, don't give us a rating if you're not going to give us five. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Even though Uh, there's five options, it's a pass or a fail, essentially. If you don't get five, the the middle ones are pointless. You either hate it or you love it. So come on. Love us. Love us. 
Do we have a final question before we disappear for the audience to answer? Ooh, um, they might know what piece of um, fictional prop or real item should be on our mantelpieces. Mm. Yeah, they might have a much better answer than we did. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Well, wonderful. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will catch you again next time. We are closing in on Crimble Timbles, as we call it, in the industry. Uh, let me have a look. So we got next fortnight's episode will be the 23rd, no, the 30th. And then we got the 14th. So likely our final episode will be on the 14th, out of thought, and then we'll take a little break. So you've got two more episodes before the end of the year, and then we'll be back in January, but we'll let you know next episode what's going on. Yeah. Right, look after yourself, everyone. We'll take care. Well, bye. Bye then. Bye. Bye. Bye.